Blog Talk Radio. Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, August 19th. Happy birthday to our dad and to any of the listeners out there who's celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday. Um, a big thank you for you guys who are tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Uh, just wanted to um, remind everyone that's listening if you have a question or a comment, you can give us a call at 914 803. Four three nine nine. Again, that number is nine one four eight zero three four three nine nine. Just want to say again um, for those of you who are listening, um, some of you may be listening on the playback, so we do appreciate that, and we just want to encourage everyone to uh, share the show uh, with your friends, and you can also download on iTunes as well. Um, now I'm going to turn it over to Denise, and she has a little beauty news for us tonight. Hold on, let me get it on here. (laughs) All right, I did have her on the line, and now it's... Okay, can you hear me? She can't hear me. Can you hear me, Nikki? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Denise, can you hear me? Hmm. Okay. Well, while we try to get Denise uh, on the line, um, we'll be right back uh, right after this. She's going to have to call back in. Uh, We'll be right back. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artist, Denise and Denise Tunnell, is celebrating 10 years, and we simply want to say thank you to all of our guests, our sponsors, and supporters who have taken the journey with us. Because of your support, we've been able to bring you conversations, beauty and skincare tips from the industry's finest, and so many more. Sam Fine, Australian makeup artist Ray Morris, James Vincent, V. Neal, Nigeria's own Lola Maja, Kevin James Bennett, Rocky Cosetti, Marietta Carter Narcisse, Tim Bucharin, Mickey Taylor, formerly of Essence Magazine, A.J. Crimson, Michael DeVellis, 
Suzanne Patterson, Larry Sims, Denisa Myricks, Melissa Street, Michael Key of Makeup Artist Magazine, Camille Friend Rochard, Naja Riquette, Bernadette Thompson, and so many more. We're celebrating 10 years, and we're so excited about what's to come for Beauty Talk Radio. Millions listen live and via iTunes downloads from around the world. So we have to say thank you to our listeners in the U.S., of course, the U.K., Australia, Ghana, Russia, South Africa, Uganda, Brazil, South Korea, Ireland, Canada, Sweden, the Bahamas, and so many other parts of the world. Are you following us on social media? We're on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. We're also on Twitter at beauty underscore talk. And we can't forget about Facebook, beauty talk online. We're celebrating 10 years. We're excited about where we're going, and we know you are too. All right, we are back, and we have Denise on the line now for Beauty News. Good evening, everyone. Sorry about that. Um, not exactly sure what happened there, but glad to be on the line and glad to be on the show. And um, hello to our uh, guest for this evening. Just wanted to give you all uh, just a little uh, beauty news uh, for the evening. Um, but I also want to give a shout-out to all of our listeners who joined us um, last week and uh, throughout the week on the archive shows. We always like to acknowledge um, where our listeners are coming from, and we do appreciate you all listening. So, of course, we want to thank our listeners um, from the U.S., of course, and then we had some listeners from the Netherlands, from the U.K., of course, Australia, and Canada. And we don't want to forget... Um, some of our followers in uh, the Bahamas and Brazil as well. So we thank you all for uh, following and listening to Beauty Talk. Just a quick reminder that IMAX Toronto is coming up September 22nd through uh, the 23rd. If you don't have your tickets for that show, it's not too late. Uh, You can go to imats.net, that's I-M-A-T-S.net, and get your tickets for uh, the Toronto show, again, September 22nd through the 23rd. And for the remainder of the year, we have Vancouver coming up October 20th through the 21st, and Atlanta, November 16th through the 18th, and those tickets um, are available as well. And then coming up uh, for the makeup show is the Makeup Show Orlando. Um, That takes place September 15th through 16th uh, this year in Orlando, Florida. And then there are a couple other shows coming quickly thereafter that for the makeup show. Uh, In Chicago, October 13th through uh, the 14th. And then L.A. is November 10th through the 11th. So you can get your tickets for those shows um, as well. If you need more information on any of those shows, you can go to themakeupshow.com and you can register for those shows. And then also... um, Next year, just to give you some advance warning, because I know they're opening up ticket sales pretty early, um, Houston is March 23rd through 24th, 2019, and then New York City, of course, is May 5th through 6th um, of 2019. And then while you're on their website, you can take a look at Momentum by the Makeup Show, the Makeup Education Series, and you can um, log on, on there for more information on that. And we'll be giving you more details about that as well um, coming up. Um, in the next few weeks. All right. So I just want to jump in tonight on our conversation. First of all, welcome again to the show, Nikki Posley. 
Thank you guys so much for having me. And I have to say congratulations on 10 years. That's pretty amazing. Thank you, oh, thank so, you much. so much. Thank you so much. It's been a labor of love. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And and I've enjoyed uh, some of your previous episodes. I didn't know how long the show had been around, but I, I think that's pretty awesome. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks. that. Well, Nikki, tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce uh, yourself to our listening audience and tell us a little bit about what inspired you to become a makeup artist, how long you've been a makeup artist, um, how did it all start? Well, I've been uh, doing makeup and uh, educating for about 20 years now. Um, makeup mm-hmm. was not something that I expected, you know, to be a part of. My mm-hmm. my background is in fine art. I'm a fine artist first, and I was doing that long before I ever got involved in makeup or knew anything about this career. But I was always around beauty industry professionals. Uh, One of my best friends growing up, uh, who was also uh, a fine artist, as was my brother, uh, he's a hairstylist. And, you know, just in the course of our friendship and hanging out and, you know, spending time, I got to be exposed to really the art of transformation, you know, makeup, hair, hairstyling, hair cutting, all of that. And, it was very attractive. It was very attractive to me to see the way people emotionally transformed, you know, when they had a service and to see the focus and skill level and dedication of some of these professionals. And my best friend actually saw this in me before I did and encouraged me to pick up a brush. He actually bought me some of my first makeup brushes and for me, I just transferred my love and, you know, passion for painting and drawing into this. And I just never looked back. I mm-hmm. think one thing that we all had in common is that the intersection of beauty, art, and fashion was a, provided us with a sense of escapism. We were able to inject a sense of glamour into our world that we didn't have as kids. And it represented an open set of possibilities. And that was very attractive to, to all of us. So that's kind of uh, how it got started. Um, I've always been drawn to artists of many genres. I never limited for myself where that inspiration could come from. For instance, two of my favorite artists um, are makeup artists. One, you know, was a musician, but I drew inspiration from all of them because I wanted to be an avatar for excellence, and I studied people who could deliver that. Nice. Nice. So that's kind of how it started. You know, in terms of makeup artists, my the first two makeup artists I was really aware of and who had the heaviest impact on me as a person and as an artist was uh, the late, great Kevin Mm O'Quan and Sam Fine, of course, because, you know, both of these men were trailblazers. You know, they, they, they didn't follow a trail. They created a path. And exactly. I was drawn to that level of excellence. Uh, Michael Jackson was also a huge influence on me because he used everything he had available to him to create his art. He lived in his art. He lived for his art. And that's something that the three of these artists had in common, in my opinion, 
opinion. So yeah. I wanted to be a part of that feeling. That's that's amazing. Um, excellence. Such an important word. Um, and wanting to be a part of that, how has that set the tone for your 20-year career? Well, first and foremost, it made me aware of what excellence was. And like I said, I never mm-hmm. limited that to just other makeup artists. You know, this mm-hmm. there are fine artists who are huge inspirations on me, too. But since I chose makeup as a career, you know, I studied their example. I, of course, studied their beautiful work and, and, and took in their example in that way. But it not only gave me something to aspire to, it reminded me on a daily basis that there were other possibilities other than the ones that I have proof of in my immediate environment. And I think that's so important uh, for mm-hmm. For anyone who aspires to anything, because you're not always going to have a physical mentor who's, you know, right. over your shoulder, you know, as you sort of take on the challenges of these different careers. So most of the people, you know, that I was uh, inspired by, particularly earlier on, it, it was virtual. You know, a lot of these people I never got to meet, but mm-hmm. it was valid and valuable all the same because somehow I was aware of the value of it, even if I never got to meet them, that I could take in someone's example and be inspired by that, you know, either way. Right. Right. So being who they were and accomplishing what, you know, they accomplished, it reminded me that, you know, anything I set my mind to was possible. Exactly. Absolutely. 20 years. I always say to people, because we've we've been um, doing this about 20 years as well, and I've always said to people, you know, when we first started out, you know, there weren't a lot of makeup artists. No. Um, You know, and you had your Sam Fines and your Kevin O'Quans and um, and, and like you said, they were the ones who, you know, excellence was displayed when it came to them and their work and their work habits and that type of thing. Um, you know, and then there were others that you may have, you may have seen their work in magazines, um, and, and that was very inspiring. Um, you know, very few people paid a lot of attention unless you were just a part of that field or had family members in that field paid much attention um, to, you know, when you see movies or TV shows and you're really paying attention to, at least I know I wasn't really paying a lot of attention to the makeup artists, uh, the names in the credits. I I think I was more drawn to names in magazines because you could actually um, flip pages and see their work, what have you. But there there weren't a lot of makeup artists. Now, there there's a lot of makeup artists everywhere you yes. turn there's a lot of makeup artists and they're all looking for inspiration and they're and they're you know they're all reaching out to you is there is there a message that you would that you have for new makeup artists and young makeup artists who are who aspire to be in this business or who are just starting out in this business i do and 
I think the most, well, there are a few things. I think one of the most important things in this or anything else that you're going to do or aspire to do, you know, you have to have a, a belief that it's possible because we don't all come from environments that suggest these kinds of open doors. Sometimes you have to imagine your way out of one situation into the other. You have to first believe, you know, that it's possible. Um, mm-hmm. I think it helps to have a vision for where you want to go in a particular industry. You have to have an idea of what it is you may want to accomplish. You certainly don't have to know it all, but to get through, you know, the challenges and, and times that are tough, that vision is what keeps you fed when you have no evidence around you that you're going to get to that place or that level that you see for yourself. It's very different mm-hmm. now, you know, as you, you know, we talk about 20 years in the industry, uh, social media was beginning, you know, at the time that I came into the industry, it was there, but it was not this pervasive force that it is now. We didn't have the level of access and quick access that we have to images and ideas and concepts that we do now. You know, those of us who have been in the industry this long, we had to get a lot done in a different kind of way. So right. I'm, I'm thankful that I came into the industry before this thing happened. Um, yes. There, <laughs> I'm calling it a thing. <laughs> um, there are so many wonderful benefits to, uh, you know, the social media age. But social media is like money. It's a magnifier of what you were to begin with. So if you don't have a strong sense of who or what you are and what you stand for, it can be a bit disorienting. So for that reason, I'm thankful that it was not the monolith that it seems to be now uh, when I began in the industry. I I do get uh, questions a lot from uh, makeup artists who are just entering the industry, and I always stress to them the importance of understanding who paves the way for you, whose shoulders are you standing on to be able to do what you do or have this platform, because the information is invaluable. And very honest with you, I find that a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of particularly newer artists don't yet understand why it's important to know, you know, about the people who came before them. It's not just about what's going on right now. I always admired people who were able to create legacies that lasted, people who remained in our consciousness long after they were gone or long after, you know, they were doing the thing that brought them to popularity. So, those are the main two things that I stress for artists who reach out and, and just study your craft. I mean, we didn't have YouTube to go to, right. to right. watch a video to decide whether we wanted to use a particular foundation or to get an airbrush lesson. We couldn't do that. If you wanted to try something, right. you had to make the physical investment and take the risk. That's right. Right. So much <laughs> of the risk has been taken out, but you have to grab that information. And mm-hmm. use it. <laughs> Absolutely, and use it. That's right. It wasn't as easy as, as, you know, typing on a Facebook group page asking for someone's opinion or advice about a certain product, you know? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
I'm all for reaching out about information, but, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I'll counter that question with what foundations have you tried? Right. Yeah. If if the question is what is the best foundation or what are your favorite foundations? You know, I like it to be a dialogue. What foundations have you tried and what is your use for them? Exactly. Exactly. Do the work. Right. And, 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 and to me, and I don't know how you feel about it. To me, I feel like that's, one of the ways that the industry has changed as like, you know, you were saying earlier, you know, before when we came into the business, we had to do the work, we had to try things and, you know, we had to spend money on certain products to just, just to see if it was going to work or not. And now I feel like artists aren't putting that work in. They, they aren't um, putting forth the effort to discover things, to discover new things, to even discover things about um, the industry or about their craft. It's, it's almost like, you know, give me, give me, give me, but I'm not willing to experience certain things. How, how have you found the industry? How do you think it's changed since you started besides social well, media? You know, you hit, you hit a lot of it on the head because of social media. So so many of the things and the processes we go through as artists to become seasoned and to hone our craft and to understand about more about the business, everything is more sped up now because we have a constant feed of overstimulation due to social media. I think we have, you know, a few generations of artists who have grown up with that, who don't know the difference. Um, it, Gratitude is something that's really important to me and what I do. Being grateful, I think, opens doors. It, it creates blessings. It, it, it moves us forward. And without gratitude, there are a lot of things that are just not going to open up. And you, you said a lot of it just now. It, it's, it's the desire to do the work. So much of what we do as artists is reliant upon our instincts. Our instincts are built and sharpened by getting our hands dirty. Everything right. doesn't have a formula. You know, if you're, not finding, if you're not finding the cream foundations that you want in a prepackaged palette, you may have to make one yourself that makes sense to you mm-hmm. and your personal aesthetic. That's the art in artistry. And I find right. a lot of artists don't understand the value of what that word means. Artists create out of a need to create, you know, mm-hmm. and it's about sharpening a set of skills and understanding and instincts. And I feel like because of social media, we're being sort of turned into product junkies but our natural instincts to create and to discover are being dulled down. Now, there are exceptions, of course. I'm not saying this across the board, but it's one of the general things that I've seen uh, that I believe is a direct result of how much faster everything is, how much faster information moves and that we're inundated with. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, on mm-hmm. some levels, uh, because there are so many people who are pursuing this industry, you know, the, the channels can get a little bit fuzzy. 
you know, popularity seems to be the current currency. This is not a meritocracy that we work in. And, you know, that's just the reality. But at the end of the day, I think that if, you know, if you're working and moving in authenticity, you're going to attract the right clients, the right opportunities, the kind of clients and opportunities that will meet you at the level of quality that you represent. Hmm. But you have to Absolutely. make a choice about what that level is so that you can sure. be it and be an example of it. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But it's a conversation well, that was, that's ongoing. That was good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It definitely is. You know, people who are... I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, go ahead. People who are hungry for knowledge and hungry for information and who are ambitious, they'll find a way to get it done. You know, they'll they'll get the information that they need, but you can't just sit there waiting to have that given to you because ultimately... You're responsible for your brand and the legacy that you're building and the legacy that you leave. So you have yes. to be involved and you have to want it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I find I I um I see this all the time, especially when with us working in film and television and you know, um most of the projects that we work on are union projects. And so we're, you know, we're members of the union and we see people all the time, especially here in Atlanta, because there's so much work and Atlanta is a non-union state. And so there's so many people who want to get into the union to work on these jobs. And, you know, there's a process to it all, of course, you know, there's like, you know, you have to get 180 days on a project or any project, whether it's a union project, non-union project, just to qualify. And I see so many people you know, they want to rush the process yes. just so that they can, you know, get to work on film and television jobs. And, I'm, you know, I always have to ask people when they reach out to me, why? Why do you want to be a part of this union? You know, because I want people to realize that you can work on film and TV projects without being in the union. Like, there, there are ways that you can get on these projects and not having to be a member of the union. Um, there are projects that you can, you know, that you can get on that are non-union that you can work to get your days to get into the union. But people rush the process. They want to jump on union projects, and they want to, you know, they just want to do it and they want to do it now, and they don't, they don't want to take the time to to really learn what this business is all about because it's not an right. easy business, you know. No. But they just they just want to do it and they want to do it now, and they think it's going to be so much fun because you're working with celebrities and actors and Ask us now. Ask us now how we feel (laughs) after working a you know sixty-five hour week. You know, (laughs) but it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just uh, thinking. There's just a lot more than what meets the eye, and. That process yes. prepares people to be able to swim in those waters. That's right. That's right. That's right. There's a reason that there's a process. You know, there's a reason for that. And, and I always tell people, take your time. Don't worry about getting into the union. Just do the work. 
do the work that's required of you to get your days to get into the union. Don't worry about the union so much. Just just do the work. And when you do the work, you'll find out that, I mean, you're maybe just shy of 180 days or maybe you have more than 180 days. Focus on the work. Discover Absolutely. if that's really totally what you agree. want to do. But it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a weird time to me for the beauty industry. It's a weird time for, for makeup artists. I think it's, um, yeah, I think, I think social media has, I almost want to say ruined the industry a little bit. It's created. I feel like we have to get it back. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, I, I feel the pendulum has, you know, I've said this before, you know, a pendulum can only swing so far in a direction before it has to come back. And I feel like it's been at this particular extreme for a while now. And I'm slowly seeing things to come back to a sense of authenticity and, and real artistry and, and creation and investment. But, you know, it, it's a slow it's a slow process. And I think for anyone who's been in the industry, you know, as long as we have paying dues and having to sort of adjust with the changing of times, it is a weird time right now. And it's hard to gauge where, where this is going. So I think to myself, you know, what we can do is hold on to our own sense of authentic, authentic, authenticity and focus on your own message. Yes. Absolutely. But what you said manifests in a lot of different ways. I'm sure you guys also get approached about, you know, assisting and things like that. And Mm -hmm. I didn't have an opportunity to do a lot of assisting. I, can probably count on one hand how many times I did that, but I mm-hmm. researched the artist. I knew something about what they did. I knew a lot about what they did. And if they were someone who didn't specifically inspire me, that maybe is not the person to assist. You know, that's something that I see too a lot. Um, people, you know, will reach out about assisting and, you know, you want to know that they know something about what it is you actually do because ultimately assisting is an opportunity to have a work opportunity that will most likely be paid, but will allow you to be in the room to learn how this machine works without bearing the brunt of responsibility of the outcome of the day or the project or the job. So that's something Mm -hmm. I'm very particular about. It's not often that I, use assistance. Uh, When I do, it's because we've sort of developed a connection organically. It's not about somebody who is just looking to be put on or who is more concerned about a come up. It's somebody who actually genuinely wants to learn, but also respects what I do as an artist. And that's important to me because if they're going to represent me at some point or in any given situation, I need to feel good about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, and, you know, when people reach out, and we talk about this a lot, you know, when, when people reach out, they, a lot of people reach out and they're asking to assist. They're, they're asking a whole lot of things. 
And um, just like you said, if you're going to reach out, you should know a, lo- a little bit about what it is that I do in particular, you know, um, what I've done, what I've accomplished, um, so that way when you reach out, I know that you, you've done your homework a little. You know, you, you know who I am as far as, you know, as far as you can know. You know, you know a little bit about me. And a lot of times people are reaching out and they're coming in blindly. They just know that maybe they saw your name somewhere or somebody told them about you, and then they're reaching out. You know, they're, they're reaching and they're grabbing and they're trying to get a hold of anybody that they can to try right. to get in. And so it needs to be I, more I totally specific. agree with that. Absolutely. I think it Absolutely. needs to be more specific. And if we're discussing this through the window of social media and, you know, and someone is reaching out, before I would reach out to anyone to assist, I would make sure, A, that I have studied them, that I have a real uh passion and desire to learn from them specifically, but your page Mm -hmm. needs to speak to the thing that you say that you're about. If someone reaches out and, you know, I look on their page and all I see is selfies or photos of them doing Mm -hmm. their own makeup, that doesn't tell me anything about the artist. It also doesn't tell me about how they would represent me if I wasn't available to do something and I needed somebody who was qualified to step in. You have to be a representation of the idea that you claim to represent. Right. Right. And speaking of that, it's like when you, when you reach out to me and say, you know, you want to do film and TV and then I look on your page and and in your bio, it says that you do film, television, uh, photo shoots or whatever else. But then you look at your your page and you look at your website and you look at your resume and you don't see anything that says film or TV. It's like, don't put that there. If that's not the work that you do, if that's what you're trying to do, that's one thing. But if you haven't done it, please don't put it anywhere on your website or your, in any of your bios. I I agree because some opportunities, some people will be more likely to, to, open a door or give an opportunity if you're just, you know, honest about exactly where, where you are. Exactly. Cause it's just like you said, they may misrepresent you. If, if, if I knew I had a job that I couldn't do and I wanted to pass it on to her, to a certain person, then don't tell me that this is what you're already doing. If it's not, and then you get on this job and you have no clue, you know, I'm, I'm trusting you to do what you say you can do. It's something that I always kept in the back of my mind. Uh, So many of the different opportunities that I've had, I didn't have someone to, to tell me the things that I'm able to tell some of the artists who reach out to me. You got to use your common sense as well. You know, it can't just be, I want this door to open because you know, this is going to get me a lot of attention or a lot of exposure because the time ultimately comes when you have to perform and, and do the thing that you, that you asked for. You have to show up. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, I always encourage them to, to do the homework and just prepare themselves do what you can in this mo- do everything that you can in this moment so that when you reach out there's already a sense of momentum because people can feel there's an energy and there's a vibration to intention and people can you know sense 
who's invested in what they're doing and who just sort of sees something shiny down the road. Right. I know you guys can feel it. You know, I can feel that too. And so I, I was always very careful about how I reached out to people. And I always wanted to make sure that I had done what I could do with my own power first, because I wanted to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let me Absolutely. ask. Let's go back a little bit to let's go back a little bit to social media. Um, how would you suggest makeup artists use social media as a marketing platform to um, either increase, you know, the money that they're making, or to you know increase exposure, or just to step their their whole entire game up? How would how would you suggest makeup artists use social media um, as that marketing tool to um, to just you know get to the next to level? To move forward. Yes. I think it it helps if if it's a an honest reflection of a journey that you're actually on. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important to curate your page and to put your best foot forward. You know, if you're posting photographs that were created on a team and your makeup looks good, but wardrobe or hair is off. Try not to use those photos because it needs, if other people are involved and you want a picture that's going to speak positive, positively to the whole team, mm-hmm. you kind of have to decide as well how much of your personal journey you're going to share. Um, you know, I'm a man of a certain age. I have certain sensibilities about what is appropriate to share, how much is appropriate to share. But ultimately, my hope is that it's clear that when people see my page, that it is actually about the work. It's not about uh, popularity. It's not about stargazing. It, it's about the fact that I love what I do and that I want to grow in it and, and continue to learn but also to share and inspire if that's possible. It needs to be a representation, as I said, of a journey that you're really on. It helps to show as much versatility as you can while still remaining true to what you're strong at. Uh, Mm. I think that help to sort of convince people that you're a jack of all trades if you're not really strong at the things that you're setting forth for you know, for people to look at. You never know who is looking at your page or what potential job could come from someone casually glancing at your page. You know, my mom is on my page all the time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she appreciates this this journey. You know, my parents, both, my, my brother, they're all on this page. You know, is this going to be a great reflection of me? Is this something that, you know, I would want them to see what they'd be proud of it. There has to be a separation, right. I think, too, between the personal and the professional. You can sprinkle, I think you can sprinkle in some personal stuff and, and, and still have a great professional page. But oftentimes I see pages that are very much personal, but, you know, the artist wants it to represent them professionally but it's not curated in that way. 
I like a separation between the two and other words. It let the professional page be that. Let your personal page be the other. Those are the keys that I found, but also consistency. Consistency is important. Try to, you know, you don't have to post something every single day, but there should be a common thread between all the things that you, you do share because we're living in a time where we're inundated and oversaturated with, with media and people's attention spans are very short. So consistency is key. Nice. I totally agree. Totally Just, you know, agree. Show your best work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you see a lot of people not showing their best work um, and it just <laughs> causes a whole lot of talk that's not necessary. It, it really is. It, it's, it's a journey. It, it really is a journey, mm-hmm. you know, one that you have to be uh, thoughtful about. You're, you're creating that for people to, to walk through. You have to decide what am I asking people to focus on in this format and on this platform. It's all you. Exactly. And you can have fun with it. Absolutely. It can be a lot of fun. I, you know, I, I enjoy it. Uh, in the beginning, I wasn't so keen on it because I mm-hmm. didn't grow up with that. And I had spent years in the industry prior to this. I don't know if I want to call it a takeover, but <laughs> so I was a little bit resistant to it. Because I didn't know, you know, how much I wanted to share. And, you right. know, we're losing. We don't have a lot of privacy anymore. And, you know, a lawn mowing business has a Twitter page these days, if that speaks to you. Uh, we've given away a lot of our privacy for the advantages and benefits that, you know, social media provides and you're constantly having to reveal something about yourself and you got to really put some thought into, you know, what that is and who it, who is it exactly that you're speaking to? Absolutely. I mean, it's real out yeah. here. <laughs> it's definitely real. <laughs> it's definitely real. <laughs> um, Let's talk about education a little bit because I know you you know you do classes um you know with Erica Carr but then you're also your own classes your one on ones. Let's talk a little bit about how important education is in the beauty industry. I've you know all these years in the industry that's that's been something that's been very important to me um and I've always attended you know seminars and classes and trade shows um just learning new techniques, learning more about products. Um, talk a little bit about the importance of education and then just uh, give us an idea of some of the things that you offer as far as education is concerned. You know, education is crucial because the industry is changing so quickly that you have to remain relevant. The more you know, the more opportunities you have to create work and to have opportunities find you. I don't believe that everybody has to know everything, you know, whatever your specialty is really hone Mm -hmm. in on what that is to be the best. You know, if you're going to do makeup and hair, be the best that you can be at both. Uh, Education keeps you current. It keeps you relevant and it keeps, it keeps you viable 
in an industry that can turn on a dime. So it, it's really important to me. I, I, uh, anytime, you know, I know of a great class that's coming up, I try to get in there too, because particularly as an educator, it's important for me to be an ongoing student because I can't get so stuck and frozen in my way and then turn around and give the best I can to a student who's come to me. So it's very, very important. Um, Being an artist educator, you know, you give a lot of a particular kind of energy. And if you're not constantly replenishing that that energy, you can't be your best, you know, when someone is coming to you. So I, I know what it, know what it's like to need to replenish uh, that energy. Myself, uh, my, my focus and my strengths is in beauty makeup of, of different kinds. Um, in terms of my educational workshops, um, I have a boot camp called About Face Boot Camp, um, my one-on-one education. And I've, I've been fortunate to have students come from all over the world, which is an incredible blessing and I have to pinch myself sometimes. Um, But I teach traditional, I teach uh, airbrush makeup. Um, Those are the two things that I uh, focus on the most. Um, I like to delve a little bit into uh, period makeup and just the, the fundamentals of beauty, the things that, strengthen the work that they do no matter what genre they're going to go into. You know, skin is a huge focus for me, customizing colors and creating dimension in the skin so that you can do the amount of coverage that you need to and not be afraid to know how to blend that coverage seamlessly so that the skin just looks expensive and luminous. I I get really Mm -hmm. excited personally about, fundamental aspects of makeup that support the high notes, so to speak, the things that need to happen before the smoky eye or the things that support that red lip. All of the rest of that to me are, you know, those are icing on the cake and the bells and the whistles. But if the foundation of the house isn't strong, you know, when you kind of have to go there with glamour, it's not going to have the same power. And I like makeup to be able to have, power from gap ad natural to full on heroin chic. Exactly. So you have to study what gives makeup power, you know, elegance, you know, isn't about shouting the loudest. It's about being remembered. And there's different ways to achieve that. So I try to, I try to embody that in the work that I do. And I try to give that uh, to uh, you know, the students who come, who come to me. And my goal is always to share my joy and my passion for building that house, so to speak, with them so that they can make it their own. Mm-hmm. But very important. You, you, you have to stay involved in things that keep you learning. Great longevity. Absolutely. Some of the students that you get coming in, um, taking the one-on-ones, do you find that some of them pretty much for the most part, uh, when they come in, they pretty much basically have what they need. It's just a matter of them um, 
realizing that they have it and then two just knowing how to bring everything together how to how to polish it you know what i i i have to agree i mean the the students are very different there's very different levels of skill very different uh levels of experience you know sometimes i'll have students who have been doing this for a long time but who are frustrated the level of polish that their work has on the flip side sometimes I have students who haven't been doing this very long, but they have a very natural ability. So I try to meet them where they are and try to take Mm -hmm. what it is they have, help them to polish it and make it more seamless. The way that you think about makeup and and look at the art of painting, I I look at makeup more like painting and drawing. I see it from a more, more of a fine artist perspective and that's, really what I bring to what I do. I try Mm -hmm. to get them to hone in on the fact that love is in the details. Um, You know, if you're holding your brush a certain way, just because you saw somebody do it in a YouTube video, maybe you need to question why you're holding your brush that way. And if you're not getting the payoff from your eyeshadows, you know, maybe start to look at different formulas. It's usually small details that I try to string together so that they become more present in their own process. Because of uh, the internet and uh, social media, I think a lot of particularly newer artists pick up their processes and there's nothing wrong with this from watching those videos and things like that, but they stop questioning the process you have to own your process and that means sometimes you have to ask yourself well why am i using this particular product and if i'm not getting the results i need from using it this way maybe it's time to question that and try something different that's what i find the most you know on a on a one to one basis and hopefully in that time you know i see a light go on i'm learning too mm-hmm. that's the beautiful thing about teaching is that you know, I get to learn as, as, as I teach because if someone's coming to you to learn a technique and they ask you why you do it this way, I can't just answer that by saying this is what I do because they can watch anybody do what they do. They come to me because I'm going to give them honest feedback and that the actual goal is for them to learn. Right. Is there, what's the biggest lesson you've had to learn over uh, this, your, your 20 years in the business? Your biggest lesson Patience. about the business? Patience. Patience. <laughs> uh, that, was an easy, that was an easy one for me. It, it's been patience. Uh, I think when you go into this industry, there's a lot of things that you sign up for that you don't know you've signed up for until you are in the middle of it and you are supporting yourself by doing what it is that you do. Sometimes we go in with visions about what each step is going to look like or the time frame that it's going to unfold in, and often that's not the case. For instance, I never sought to be an educator. That's not something I ever uh, – saw for myself in addition to my work, you know, just with artistry. But Mm -hmm. as it turns out, 
it's enriched my artistry and been a huge blessing. It's something I never saw. And it just sort of kept showing up and I embraced it. And it made me stronger as an artist. Sometimes you have to let go of the picture that you see for yourself in terms of how things are going to unfold to embrace a larger blessing. Mm-hmm. That's one I still work on daily is, is, is patience. You know, as I said before, we don't work in a meritocracy. And sometimes your best gifts show up in packaging that is very unlike the vision you held. So that's one, you know, I, I work on for myself, you know, all the time. I've gotten better. Mm -hmm. hindsight, you know, is much easier. Of course, there are things that I can look back on and say to myself now, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that didn't work out the way I wanted it to, or I'm so glad it didn't show up at the time that I wanted it to show up because I might not be prepared for what has shown up now, but that's hard to tell somebody who's human in the moment. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to hear that. Right. <laughs> you know, so, and so there are things, <laughs> there are things, you know, in, in this industry that we all love and, and, and work in that can be challenging, you know, net 30s that turn into net 90s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, who signs, who signs up for that? But right. it's part of the reality of this, this thing that, you know, that we work in and you have to navigate those waters. For me, it, like I said, it, it was patience. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I must have to say the same thing, patience, for so, so many reasons. Um and it's a and it's not an easy lesson to learn. Actually, it 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 takes time to get there. It does. It, uh, it's necessary because you have to develop a certain level of respect for the way your journey unfolds. Mm-hmm. Particularly when it's not the way you saw it. Some of the things that I never saw for myself, as I mentioned, have become. Huge blessings. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you're chasing one thing, there's actually something else chasing you <laughs> that's better. <laughs> but sometimes you can't see it. Right. So I, I try to be a student of this whole experience, and and I try to to meditate on the things that are important to me focus on those things so that I can draw those things in and try to make peace with the things that are beyond my control and just believing that there is a plan and that there's something greater than I am at work that knows better than I do. Absolutely. Easier on some days than others, but you know, that, that, that for me is the goal. And and just to enjoy what it is, what it is I'm doing and, and, and creating, you know, we get to be artists and we get to create 
a very specific kind of artwork. People celebrate their best moments in our work. What an honor that is to to get to do. Right. Someone's getting married, and one of the first things they think about is who's painting my face. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You've got to take that seriously. You know, you can't show up for somebody like that and not have a respect for the trust and the moment, you know, that you're being given. But in it, you know, in all of that, you know, you want to have fun as well. Absolutely. I admire you guys in, you know, being part of the union and, and having gone through that whole process. You know, I remember in one, in a, that's probably the first of your episodes that I listened to. You guys talked about having a background in finance prior to, you know, being on the artist side and how invaluable that is. Mm-hmm. Right. It's challenging Absolutely. that in this industry, there are so many different ways to go about this career. It can be daunting not to have any sort of cut and dry, hard and fast way to, to enter this industry and succeed. There's freedom in that, but there's also a challenge in it. So when I heard you guys talking about that, I thought, my gosh, how wonderful, because it's great to be able to do that, a beautiful smoky eye, but you have to know how to handle money and taxes and all of that stuff that, most of us are still trying to wrap our minds around and, and learn about <laughs> right. and, and master. It's like a snake slithering. It's, it's just, <laughs> right. it's always like changing. Um, that, that's a whole conversation unto itself, but. Exactly. It, it's, yeah. You everything know, about this business is not creative. Right. Right. I mean, quite frankly, I would rather <laughs> just work on the smoky eye. <laughs> But yes, that's not exactly. the world that we live in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can I just get a nice new lipstick for my kid? But, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot more to it. And someday, you know, you want to be able to retire. Yeah. Absolutely. All part of this crazy journey. And that's the thing. It it is a journey, and I think we should appreciate all aspects of the journey. You know, it's so like we started out as accountants, and we had no idea we were going to be makeup artists. But I, you know, if if there are people out there who may think they want to be a makeup artist and they're still in high school, but yet, you know, they thought they wanted to go to college. Their parents wanted them want them to go to college. I say, go to college. Yeah. Go to college, you know, learn all that you can learn. You can still do makeup when you're in college, but you never Absolutely. know what it is that you really want to do until you've just experienced life a little bit more, you know? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. All of it is a part all of it is a part of the a part of the journey. It's a, it's going to create a great foundation, you know, once you have more to bring to uh, what it is that you do. Because the thing is, I feel blessed to have gone to college. I feel blessed to have been an accountant. And now it's like, you know, working on film and TV and you and you 
um, you know, you're working with actors every day, and you just never know what people are going through, what type of information they're seeking, and you just never know. it. The things that you've experienced may be able to help them. Just because they're actors, it doesn't mean they have it all together. Right, right. These things prepare you. These things uh, prepare, they prepare you. you. Jobs I did Absolutely. long before makeup prepared me for the reality of the fact that, you know, what we do is a small percentage makeup, but it's more about dealing with energies and personalities and being flexible Absolutely. and being able to work Absolutely. on, on teams. That's another thing that I try to convey, yes. particularly to, to newer makeup artists. It's great to have your picture or your name on something or a photo of your work somewhere, or to be able to say that you worked with this singer, actor, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, but understand that more of your energy is going to go into being able to work on a team and being flexible and sort of removing ego from the situation so that you can work effectively in it. Mm-hmm. I worked behind the counter right. for many years and that gave me invaluable insight into the reality of what it would be like the first time that I worked with a celebrity or mm-hmm. some sort of personality because at the end of the day, you know, you're there to help these people put their best, their best face, forward but they're Mm -hmm. not mannequins who sit down in front of you and you just get to do whatever you want to do it's a collaboration and it's often not 100% about what you think is going to look the best because it's an emotional thing and you're there to serve right absolutely working in retail helped me to understand that and to bridge a certain gap so I'm grateful for that experience that's some of the best experience ever. It is. I suggest any makeup artist starting out to do that. Yeah, it really is. It, it's very humbling. I've, I've seen a lot of artists who are thrown into situations with celebrities or others, you know, campaign type things, but they haven't developed necessarily the people skills to get along in those situations. Mm-hmm. That's so true. You know, sometimes you have to be prepared to take it off if it's not what somebody wants and right. not have not be in your feelings about it because they didn't like that lipstick and you knew it would be fair. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there are certain things that you just can't be told until you have had that experience. Yeah. I have yeah, to say so true. my time in the industry, I, I've been very fortunate. I've you know, definitely made mistakes, fortunately none that I couldn't walk away from. Ones that so made me stronger as an artist so that I can go in and have a great time with the client because I have a better sense of my purpose in being there and the fact that it's not really about me. Right. And I know you guys experienced that, you know, working on film sets and all the changes that go through, that go on in that process and continuity, all of that. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. And you know, you'll have you'll have um actresses, actors who come in and, you know, they forget that they're playing a character and then mm-hmm. that, you know, it's not about them themselves personally, you know, we're we're not here to make you look like yourself. We're here to make you look like this character. You know, and sometimes it's like you have to find a way to do your job, to please the director, to please the producers, but also a little bit still to please the actor. Even exactly. though you know that what it is that they want is not what 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 production is requiring from you, but you have to kind of find a way to bring it all together. And that's not easy. And that's not easy. That's not easy at all. And and you do have to work at a team as a team all the time. You know, you, the other makeup artists, the hairstylist, you know, the costume designer, you all have to work as a team. But even you, along with the actors, you have to work as a team with them as well. And that's really where the real work is. It There yes. can be moments that are glamorous, but there are more that aren't because, you know, you – you can go in sometimes and have your time cut in half. You may be on your knees to do the job because there aren't chairs that are high enough. And these are things you have to be able to, to work through with grace. Yes. You know, doing makeup on freight elevators. <laughs> I've had to do it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't feeling too fabulous that day. No, right. <laughs> oh, you can laugh now, say, right? Right, right, right. It is amazing, though, to be able to draw inspiration from other artists from all over the world in such quick speed and be able to research different types of looks that you're going to create and just be a support and receive support from people from all over the world because of the thing that you have in common. I think that's the joyous part of what's happened. It it is pretty amazing. But like I said, you have to have a sense of, of who you are, of what you authentically want so that you're not falling constantly into this trap of comparing your journey to other people's. And that's social media makes it difficult, difficult not to do that. But it's now part of this experience. Right. You know, just like connecting with, with you guys tonight is it offers me an opportunity to learn a little bit about a world that I don't work in and Mm -hmm. to know a little bit more about your experience and, and ultimately it enriches my own. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Absolutely. And we're grateful to be chatting with you, uh, with you tonight as well. Um, Last question of the night. What is your definition of beauty? Real beauty to me is embracing yourself at any given moment and all your perfect imperfections. Mm. 
outer beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but I think real beauty is owning everything that you are in perfect imperfection. Yes. Nice. Nice. It's intangible, it's intouchable, untouchable, and it's extremely personal. I love it. it. I love that. One thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that. Well, thank you so much, Nikki. I really appreciate uh, you coming on. I could talk all night if I didn't have to be at work at 4 Uh, (laughs) a.m. I hear you. Thank you guys so much. And I have (laughs) admired your work. Um, As I mentioned, I've, I've listened to some other episodes. So it's such a pleasure to get to chat with you guys tonight. And I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Thank you. This won't be the first time. The last time. This won't be the last time. (laughs) I'll take that. I'll take that. And I just want to say uh, thank you again and continued blessings. Thank you. Oh, thank Thank you so much. Have a good night, guys. Thank you, you as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys, for tuning in tonight. Uh, what a wonderful show. Great to speak with Nikki um, tonight, our first time having him on. This definitely won't be the last. Um, and thank you guys for tuning in. And for those of you who will listen to us on the playback, uh, we appreciate it. Just spread the word. We um, are, like I said, celebrating 10 years this year, and we hope to keep doing this and doing this and doing this so we can celebrate another 10 on top of this 10. Um, so spread the word, uh, share uh, share the episodes with your friends, and um, look for us on Instagram to come live and talk about our um, definition of beauty campaign. We've been asking for years, asking all of our guests, what is beauty to you or what is your definition of beauty? And we're getting ready to soon start rolling out our definition of beauty campaign. So look for my sister and I to go live pretty soon to talk about that a little bit more. We want to get our listeners involved, our listeners from around the world, get involved, um, give us your definitions of beauty so that we we can share it with the world um, and uh, we definitely would like to um, get that started soon. So look out for us to go live. Also look out for just more information posted on our Instagram, on our Facebook page, um, little snippets on Twitter as well. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to turn it over to Denise, and she's going to tell you guys how you can follow us. Yes, thank you guys for joining us tonight again, and thank you for our new uh, listeners from the Netherlands uh, from this past week and then from um, all of our listeners all over the world. We thank you once again, and you can follow us. um, We are on Facebook. We are Beauty Talk Online Radio, and on Twitter we are Beauty underscore Talk, and on uh, Instagram we're Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media, you can follow Beauty Talk at all those uh, social media outlets. And you can follow Janice and I both on the same outlet. Janice is J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And me, Denise, I-M-D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right. 
All right, with that being said, we will chat with you guys next Sunday night, 9 p.m., like always. Um, Check out our Instagram to see who our guest is going to be or what topic we'll be talking about. And join us again at 9 p.m. right here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you guys so, so much. And we'll end this conversation with a little advertisement from Friends Beauty. Have a good night. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com, friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818 691 1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.